welcome to Digital Leadership with Brandon Cox. This is a podcast where I share some perspective and some encouragement on life, leadership, and digital marketing. So if you fall into any of those three categories, you're alive, you're a leader, or you're into digital marketing, and hopefully if you're a leader, you want to learn about digital marketing, then I think you're going to enjoy this and get some things out of it. Hope you'll subscribe and pass it along and share it with other people. In this inaugural episode, as I kind of launch this podcast, I want to lay a bit of a foundation. Uh, For the coming weeks, I want to talk about some things that are killing leadership. This is really the burden out of which the reason why I'm launching this podcast to begin with is because I I want to speak into the lives of leaders. I, I believe that leaders are suffering that more than ever before we're watching as people of influence, people who influence their their world, their community, their church for good, are struggling. They're failing, they're falling, they're going through hard times and, and, and quitting and checking out and getting knocked out and getting fired and just all kinds of things occurring around us in the leadership world. And I think there's some things that are killing us, some some enemies, some tactics, some traps, uh, some threats that we need to be aware of. And I want to cover those over the next few weeks. I want to talk about six in particular. I want to start off today by talking about a, a lack of identity and how that affects us as leaders. I also want to talk over the coming weeks about burnout, about mental health issues, about sin and spiritual lethargy and how to get your passion back. I want to talk about marriage and relationship issues in the life of the leader, and I want to talk about some limiting beliefs. But I want to start off today by talking about the issue of identity. How is it that you as a leader come to know who you are? Zig Ziglar, a guy that I've come to appreciate a lot in the last few years, once said and often said that you got to be before you can do, and you got to do before you can have. What he meant was we often define ourselves, we decide whether we're successful or not, based on what we have. I have possessions, I have prestige, I have power, I have a position. And the problem with that is you can't have until you do, until you do certain things. You do something for a living, you take some action. But you shouldn't do until you be, until you know who you are at your core until your identity issue is settled because when your identity issue is settled then you know what to do and then you will have the right things I love what Zig said I think he's spot-on and I want to just follow that train of thought for a minute and talk about what I think are some wrong sources of identity you know, annual reports of the largest and fastest growing churches and so forth. And if you don't have a strong sense of identity, all that can affect you by comparison. You start to start to just kind of compare your blooper reel to everybody else's highlight reel. Uh, social media doesn't help, but, you know, it's not the problem either. It's, it's ultimately an identity issue. I think we also root our identity sometimes in our achievements. And the danger in that is when my achievements don't stack up enough, I feel a loss of identity. Or when I walk through failure, I, I forget who I am. And I, I go, am I, really, am I really right about this? You know, if all of my achievements are what prop up my identity, I think I'm in trouble. 
My mom used to work for a guy that had what he called an ego wall in his office, and it was a wall that had all of his degrees and certificates and and awards and letters from famous people and all that kind of thing. Um, had had it there, articles that were written about him because he'd worked on some high-profile cases and whatnot. And so whenever he would get down, he'd look at that wall, and it would remind him of all of his accomplishments. The problem is sometimes what we accomplish uh, we don't necessarily have a lot of visual recognition of, you know, not a lot of certificates and awards for the things that matter the most. And so it's not just uh, it's not just achievements. It's not just comparison. It is it is more than that. I think another source of identity that is unhealthy and wrong is that we often identify ourselves according to a tribe, according to the camp that we fall in. In other words, there's a group of guys out there, a group of fellow peers, colleagues, and they all tend to believe certain things. They all tend to say certain things, behave in a certain way. And we get worried that if I don't believe or behave or talk in the same way as they do, if I don't criticize the same people as they do, I won't fit in anymore. And tribalism is a terrible source of identity because what if the whole tribe is wrong? What if you need to break apart on an issue? You need to have a strong enough identity to go, at the end of the day, their approval is not what drives me. So let's be super careful with those false sources of identity. Instead, I know who I am from other sources. My identity needs to be rooted in something stronger and, and more stable than just the tribe or the camp I'd like to belong to or the achievements I've accomplished or, you know, comparison to other people. Instead, I say I, I find my identity in three sources. The first is creation. In other words, I know who I am partly because I was designed uniquely by God. And so who I am naturally is part of who I am. That God gave me the capacity to live with passion, to show compassion, to, to minister, to serve, to, to meet the needs of other people, to connect with people, to love people, to think and feel and decide and do, to explore, to be an adventurer. All of that comes from uh, who I am by virtue of creation, that God has designed me with those things. Okay. Now, I know that all of us have sinned and that the image of God has been marred in all of us, and we need to repent and get right with our sins, and, and, and we need to be restored to who we are originally, who God intended us to be. I understand all of that, but we also cannot deny that God's image has been stamped on every single human being, that there are certain abilities, certain capacities that are just here by virtue of creation, whether you're a Christian or not. doesn't matter. God has put some good stuff in you. He equipped you for the things he has created you to do. And some of those things are dead and they need revived. And some of those things need fixed because they're broken. But they're there. They're underneath. They're in the way that God made us. Okay. I also find my identity in my calling. Not just my creation. Not just who I am naturally. My personality. My preferences. But I also have a sense of identity that flows out of my calling, out of what I believe God has called me to do, the responsibility that he's given to me, 
there's a stewardship responsibility. So I'm to take care of the planet. I'm supposed to take care of my people. I'm supposed to take care of the, the responsibility, the influence, the affluence, the money, the resources, the whatever it is I have in my life, I am called to be responsible with those things. So my identity is rooted in part in that calling to steward the opportunities and the resources that I have in my life. I also know that I'm called to serve and love other people. I'm called to take care of myself. And, and on the darkest nights of life, when everybody tells me I'm doing things wrong, I can always go back to my calling. I can always remember that it's God, my creator, who has called me to a responsibility in my life. So I know who I am by creation. I know who I am because of God's calling. I also know who I am by relationship, by my, by my connection with God. In my church, we often emphasize recovery. We talk a lot about addiction. We share openly about brokenness, and we share our hurts, habits, and hang-ups with each other. And one of the things we're very careful is to make sure that we are defining people by their relationship with God and not by the things that they do. In other words, we don't we don't define people as an alcoholic. We define them as a child of God who struggles with alcoholism. Because when I define myself by a negative label, I tend to live up to those labels. So my identity is not wrapped up in what I do or what I've done or the failures or mistakes that I've made. It's just as it's not wrapped up in my achievements or my accomplishments. It's also not wrapped up in what I do. It's ultimately wrapped up in my relationship with God and how I relate to him and how I find my relationship with him working itself out. So therefore, I get to walk around confident in my identity. I'm not always confident about what I've accomplished. I'm not always confident about comparing myself to other people, but I'm always confident that my creator is good. So he, the way that he created me has, has goodness. I'm always confident about my calling uh, from my creator. I'm, I'm always confident about the responsibility he's given me. And I'm always confident about my relationship with him because he is faithful in that relationship. So my identity is rooted in those things, not in achievement or comparison or fitting in or the approval of other people. So the question is, if my identity comes from these healthy sources, how do I remind myself of that? How do I stay healthy in terms of my identity? Well, there are lots of things you can do. I think you can, you can read, you can study the Bible, you can connect with others, you can stay in accountability, you can get counseling. I mean, there are tons of different ways to remind ourselves of who we are. But one of the ways I do this on a daily basis, every morning, is by declaring who I am, by verbally and passionately making bold declarations about who I am. Now, this may sound silly to you, but it's powerful. It's powerful. And I want to encourage you to adopt this practice in your own life. Now, you can hear mine, and you can adopt some of my language if you want. It's it's certainly not. I haven't copyrighted it. It's not, not anything like that. This is just some things I have written that I walk through every morning. You can also just come up with your own. Look at your own life. Think about what you believe and where your identity comes from and write your own. But I want to share mine with you, and I want to share them in the voice I usually say them in. Now, often I say them in a whisper because everybody in my house is asleep, but I say them with passion 
And so as I walk through these, I stand up and I walk around a little bit, and these are the things that I say. Okay, you ready? God planned me for his pleasure and made me for his purpose. I am bought with a price, cleansed by the blood, healed by his stripes, and filled with God's spirit. God's power is within me. Satan has no authority over me. Sin has no power over me. The world doesn't define me. I am more than a conqueror. I am destined for success. I am massively blessed. God plans to prosper me. I can do anything through Christ. Today I will spread love and hope. Today I will serve others and go big. Today I will love my wife passionately. Today I will raise world changers. I defy the spirit of fear. I walk in the spirit of power, of love, and of self-discipline. I reject passivity and lead boldly. I do hard things. I choose peace and joy. Nothing can stop me because God is for me. Now those are my declarations. And as I said, you don't have to use mine. Uh, you, you don't have to use any at all. You can come up with your own, or you're welcome to borrow pieces of mine, or the whole thing. I, I don't care. It's up to you. Here's what I know. It solidifies in my mind truth about who I am when there are whispers of lies from the enemy, from the world, from my past, from my flesh. In those moments, I am reminded of who I am on the basis of those things that I've declared to be true day in and day out. I believe that leaders are getting killed. Leaders are spiritually, emotionally, mentally getting killed and getting wiped out and taken out of the game. And we got to stop it and we got to turn it around. And one of the steps on the pathway to turning it around is recovering our identity. I want to thank you for listening to this first episode. I hope you'll join me for the next one and subscribe and share this. Hope to catch you somewhere. You can catch me on my website at brandonacox.com. Find out more information uh, about what I do and how I help leaders. Uh, I coach leaders through the Digital Leadership Lab. So you can read more about that at digitalleadershiplab.com. And I just hope you have a fantastic day and that the rest of today you can remember who you are.